could have started the pod with that. Can you, you want to repeat? I, I wish we would have started the pod with that. You want to repeat what you just said? <laughs> I've been stopping to piss every hour on my drive. Fluorescent <laughs> orange, fucking buckets full, like Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so leaving it. So what's going down? <laughs> Large amounts of piss is what's coming down. Okay. Oh my God. So, hey, what's going down? You're on the road trip recovery pod. Hey. What are we talking about today? <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about my matrix philosophy, but I also wanted oh, yeah. to do that on cam because I had a really cool effect like to do a video with. Oh, but at the same well, time, yeah. if, if that's not how the universe wants this to play out, then that's not how it's going to play out. Well, I mean, we can do, we'll be able to do on camera. So now that I know you're not, you're not working on the 28th, I'll have time morning, early afternoon to quad because okay. all my people are going to be working. So. All right. So we'll just talk about something else. So let me do real quick talk what? about what I just an experience I just had earlier okay um so I'm like you know I I've been holding in this piss for like <laughs> half hour right and it just okay. kept continuously getting more and more and more and so first of all as I'm like okay I'm about to pull into a gas station I, I'm crossing the bridge all right, it's going to be great. I can't wait. So I pull up, I, I get over the bridge, and I see a line of cars a mile fucking long to get into the mm. bridge. you got to, like, pay tolls. And I'm like, ah. Oh. So my anger is building up. So then I get through that shit. Then I get stuck behind a slow-ass truck. And then more anger adding on. And then and less and less acceptance. Yes. And my like private parts are ready to fucking burst. Like I'm serious. <laughs> and so then I get to the gas station. There's a bunch of people. And I'm like, okay, there's gonna be a long ass line. So get in the bathroom. Well, there's a couple women, right? But then there's this old lady in the stall. Who is just having a ball? I mean, like, just laughing and like taking her sweet out as time. And then, like, just really, I don't know. And I'm like fuming. I'm like, oh my God. And all of my anger, I, I started to just like really get mindful. All of my anger transferred to her. So then mm. I'm like, then I take a deep breath. You know, and then I'm like, this is not her fault. And then I'm thinking, you know, say I was old, I probably would, it would take me a while as well. And I would just be kind of losing my mind, and, you know, just so I was able to have for 
like right before I was about to explode with anger and everything, like I had a moment of clarity and compassion and it happened and I can't believe it happened. So that was pretty cool. Just wanted to share that. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And you never know, maybe she was in there having one hell of a day. Like maybe she was making a mess or something and she had gone through all the motions of being pissed and then got to a point where she was finally like, you know what? This is hilarious. The universe, you are just too much today. But no, that's really cool that like you're able to stop and see that because a lot of people don't. They don't stop and see like, oh, you are my main source of problem. They'll just explode. Like, so without, you know, being able to observe that thought and stop yourself and kind of ask yourself like, what's really going on here? How fair or valid is this? It's pretty huge, babe. Yeah, it was like a flip of a switch. Like I swear to God, and, and it like, it comes with, um, it comes with breathing. Like the, the breathing is what gets you connected to your body. Because when you feel the breath, like run through your body, you feel your, your back in your body instead of up in your head. So, right. So being up in your head with all the negative emotions and thoughts, you know, a dangerous place to be. But once you check back into your body, you're, when you feel your body physically, you feel the present moment physically. So um, that's what, that's what, you know, just like, it's kind of a cliche when everybody's like, all right, take a deep breath. And it's like, it makes sense now why they they say that shit because because it helps because it works and that's what we need to do you know right and to be honest most of the time when people um are told to do these things take a deep breath check in like any grounding exercise or whatever you know 90 percent of the time they just don't want to do it like it's not even that they don't want to do the exercise they don't want to ground they don't want to let go of that, that need to be right. Cause not only are you getting angry, but you're, you're righteously angry. You know what I mean? And that righteous part is the part that people don't want to choose to let go. You know I mean? Nobody really wants to be angry, but when you're righteously angry because your opposing politician just made a bad call and you want to argue with his clan members about it <laughs> or, uh, you know, whatever the case, you know, like your opposing baseball team, you know, took a loss. And like, I really like on that um, levels of attachment, how they talk about opposing teams or just like fanaticism and all that. And um, I, I just feel like it comes down to that, where it's like people get attached to their anger viewpoints and need to be right to the point where it's hard to step out of that sometimes like, and, and when you are able to stop and get above the anger, get above the righteousness and, and actually see it clearly enough to like, not only notice it, but then also stop and make the choice to be like, Whoa, I noticed that. And that's not what I want to do. Cause that's not right. And then allowing that anger to go away, like is huge. You know what I mean? Cause what people will do is even if they notice it, it's almost like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get it, but still about to go there, you know? So that's really huge. That's good that you had that. I'm glad you shared that. At first, I was kind of like, 
where's this P story going? <laughs> and that's exactly what I wanted. Like, <laughs> I want to just go on and on about nonsense and, like, make you just feel like, what the fuck? And then just come with it, like, boom, at the end. Hey, you, did, you definitely did. <laughs> I, I thought all those things. <laughs> I don't know how many people are still listening past the first 30 seconds, but... <laughs> this what i signed on here for um yeah well i i don't know where to go from there well um do you have the list of topics still i always have a list of topics all right so somebody said something last week in one of my clinical team meetings, and I told you about this, but um, a man in two feet of water, don't, don't compare the man who drowns in two feet of water to the, to the man who drowns in 10 feet of water, because the end result is you still have a drowned man. Oh yeah, that was a good one, now I remember. So like, comparing our problems to others, like, Oh man, you know, I just got a stain on my brand new shirt. You know, I just bought this shirt with, you know, my hard-earned money. It's the first time I buy myself a really nice shirt and I got a mustard stain on it. And then the next person's like, dude, my freaking mom just died. You know what I mean? Like, okay, if we're going to compare the two, sure, you win, buddy. But like, can I be upset about my shirt? You know, I think we do this a lot when it comes to, you know, shit when it comes to addiction i was on way worse than you i've done more than you or i've done less than you i didn't do as much as you um i remember somebody in meetings like a few years ago he was just uh beside himself by little things i mean like little things and i he said something really similar he didn't say that phrase but he was like you know it doesn't matter if you know you're pain you don't feel your pain until you get to like a big catastrophic moment and i feel this pain because my room's dirty or because you know i broke a pencil like i'm feeling an immense amount of pain and that needs to be acknowledged you know what i mean that and it's hard because at first it's like i I don't need to agree with you i don't need to kind of coddle that right like i don't need to let you call off work because you broke a pencil because you're feeling this emotional distress over it. Right. But that's also to say on a, on an emotional level, on an intellectual or psychological level that I could still acknowledge someone's experience. You know what I mean? Dude, but I definitely, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I definitely think it's, it's good to like, when I heard that phrase, it was good to hear because it's, it's hard not to do that sometimes, whether at a meeting, just trying to like be there for the next person. And they're so distraught over like these little trivial things that you feel they should have a better grip on by now, whether, you know, their length of sobriety or age or whatever, or, um, and it's like, not everybody's the same. We all have different capacities for pain emotionally and, um, acceptance and all that. So, I think it's important to remember, like, it doesn't matter what it takes for you to feel like you're drowning, you're still drowning, you know? Right. I 
I really, really like this topic that just made me think of a lot of things. But yeah, like totally, we have different toler level of tolerances and we almost need to base off our level of compassion, not from the level of severity of the event that happens to the person, but the level of emotion that they feel. Right. So, um, but we tend to look at the events, the external things rather than their internal state. And it's extremely validating. I mean, my grandma, bless her heart, but fuck, she was like the queen of invalidation for me. It was like, I would be crying about my mom and she would tell me, did someone die? Like that was her thing. It was supposed to like check me, like make me think like, well, nobody died. So everything is fine in comparison. Right. But like you can't, you can't compare shit like that. So, so from the standpoint of the people that say shit like that, it's, um, what they try to do is make you like, I guess, appreciate, like that's their way of make, trying to make you appreciate what you have mm -hmm. and make you look at what you do have rather than what you don't have, which is great, but the timing is wrong. So you first, you first have to allow the person to feel what they're feeling. And then after they come back from that, then say shit like that. You know what I mean? Right, right. So yeah, felt, you stay in it for too long, you know? Right. So you, you feel the energy of the, the emotion flow through you. It's past. And then you check yourself to, okay, well, on the bright side, blah, blah, blah. So it's just, it's around typing is all. And um, another thing, another really, really big thing here that I've learned about people like me is that our, our tolerance, our emotional um, tolerance, uh, the people who were raised by people who didn't guide them through their emotions, who tried to like, not, the people who didn't allow you to feel your feelings mm -hmm. and didn't guide you through them, didn't let you feel them. You know, those people grew up to be adults that have a very low emotional tolerance. Like for instance, myself, I love talking about myself. So mm -hmm. I made myself as an example. Um, I have a very, very low emotional tolerance. I am very sensitive to everything. And that is because I just recently learned them. I learned how they feel and I learned just, I had to teach myself. I had to, I had to guide myself when I was like starting 24 years old. Like, because in my childhood and the family, it was like, no, no feelings, you know? So mm -hmm. the people that grow up with people who guide them through the feelings, their tolerance is way higher because when something goes down, they can just, they know how to feel through this on their own. You know what I mean? Right. So, so they were allowed to feel it through. So they know, they know how to fucking do it. Now. 
they have practice, they had practice, you know, it was like, it's like a sport. So they're able to do it without any trouble. But I fucking struggle with it because when something happens, it feels like the end of the world because I don't know how to get through this right now because I, I never learned. I never, so I've been trying to teach myself in adulthood and it's super inconvenient. It makes me look like a fucking five-year-old, but it's fine. <laughs> You were born when you were 20. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so basically, when, you know, like, I would be the one who, if my pencil broke, I would sit there and fucking cry about it. And then a person who, uh, their, you know, mom just died, and they'd be like, what the fuck? Like, are you serious? You know? And I'd be like, well, for me, it hits just as hard because I don't know how to get through this. If that makes right. sense. No, definitely. And it's hard not to compare yourself to other people. It's hard not to say, because that's what we all do. Like we all have filters and lenses that we filter the world through. You know what I mean? And everything that, everything that like I see, I, it goes through my filter. You know what I mean? How would I feel in that situation? How did I feel in that situation? I don't, look at an event and think, how does Anna feel in that situation? Let me just run through Anna's entire life of emotional processing and experience. And right. let me, let me play all the thoughts and scenarios that are in her head that I don't know about right now. Let me feel the physical sensations she's feeling of anxiety and depression. And let me come up with an end result. No, it's just through me. And it's, and if I'm basing it off of someone else's experience, I'm only intellectualizing it. You know, I'm only really thinking how I would feel with the limited data I have of however that event was described. Yes. You know what I, I mean? love the word data. Data. Do you say data or data? Doesn't matter. Data. There you go. All right, cool. Like I thought we were going to have to have a, <laughs> thought you know, we were going to have to have a sit down conversation. <laughs> um, so like, that's what we all do. And it's hard to, you know, one, you're not feeling it as hard as they are anyway. Like if someone's dog just dies, I, I don't feel as if my dog just died. Like, I, I don't know. I don't have empathy on that level. All I can think of is like what I would say to someone whose dog died or how I feel now that my dog died 12 years ago. You know what I mean? Like the, I, it's not right there for me. You know, I can kind of imagine and really, the only thing I would do is take is is completely make it personally. If I did feel something in that moment, like if someone's mom just died, and it made me instantly think of how I would feel if my mom died, but I allowed myself to go all the way there mentally and feel it physically, which I don't do anymore, because I, I really used to do that a lot in addiction. And I've gotten really good at not letting my thoughts take me all the way down the rabbit hole anymore. You know what I mean? So if someone's mom just dies, I don't go right there. I can, I can sympathize and say, man, that sucks. Validate their feelings. Imagine what it might feel like for them, but I can't compare it at all. You know? Um, I think that's the, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go. I think that's the difference between an empath and a, like a person like you, like I'm an empath. So I, I can take myself down that road like especially when somebody's telling me about their breakup situation and like 
what the other person did. Like, I will take myself there and I will feel like a pain in my heart. Like, right. But either, even so, aren't you just feeling what you would imagine you would feel? Like, are right. you really feeling what they're feeling? Or are you just personalizing it so much and identifying with your, with your thoughts to the point where you're physically responding to it? Yeah, there, there are some things that people have told me that I felt more worse just in that like moment than, than how they feel about the situation. It was really funny, like especially like breakups, like I'm like, holy shit, damn dude. Because, like, being abandoned for me is, like, the worst feel- feeling ever. So I would, like, just really go down that rabbit hole for a minute. I mean, I right. I, I can pull myself out any moment. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely just from the basis of our own perspective. Right. So it's not like you're feeling their pain when if someone just came and said, oh, my God, my boyfriend just left me, like, ghosted me, right? You're not feeling what they're feeling. You're feeling what you would feel because you were just like, oh my God, if my boyfriend left me, like, I, I don't know if that's empathy. Like, you know, and I've never really thought about it like this, but I think that's more sympathy or more just getting away from pathy, you know, that's it. And, and really just getting in your own head now because I would consider empathy, like, I feel a vibe. Like, I know something's going on because I feel it. You know what I mean? I'm feeling something's going on. I'm feeling that you're sad without any information. I'm feeling that your vibe is thrown off. I'm feeling that you're scared or threatening or I can feel stuff like that. Like I may not know exactly what's going on and I may not feel it the same way you feel it, but I feel something, you know what I mean? And then when people tell me how they're like what they just went through, I don't think I go quite there yet and well quite there anymore with all the feelings but i don't think that's a lack of empathy but i don't know i don't know i'm not trying to dissect it too much but sympathy is like i'm feeling sorry for you i can i can understand where you're at so maybe i know i know that's probably more leaning towards what i do than empathy but like empathy is like i'm feeling it but just like you described if you're saying i feel how you feel but you're also saying I feel how bad that would hurt me if that were me. So that's not really feeling what they're feeling. Is it? I don't know. So I guess there are certain things that we are able to have empathy. And I think one of the things is, you know, people in meetings, because the one thing we do know of each other's for sure is what it's like to use and then not use anymore. Right. And then I guess when somebody you know I don't know I guess I've always thought like empathy I thought it was an empath because I I could really get myself into another person's shoes and feel what they're feeling and you probably still are to a degree but like okay so the pain you feel like if 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 someone comes up to you and says, my boyfriend just left me. Are you feeling the pain you're feeling because you're imagining how you would feel or because you're truly just feeling their pain? Like if a stranger or a coworker came well, up and was really like- you can't truly feel anybody's pain. You feel well, their no, pain so through your, your eyes. Let me say what I was gonna say. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So like if a stranger or a coworker came up to you, like a not cool coworker, like just a, a 
you know, C-list celebrity in your life. If they came up and they were like, oh my God, my boyfriend just left me. And you didn't really know them like that, but you knew them enough to like talk to and comfort them. Then you'd probably slip into their shoes yourself and be like, oh man, I know how that would feel for me. And you would feel it. But like, let's say one of your best friends was like, oh my God, my husband just left me. And you felt their pain, but did not make it about you, but did not think of, oh, what if Steven left me? Or what if my husband, you know, you were just thinking, oh, I feel the pain of your husband leaving you, right? Yeah, but, but how would you know how to feel their pain without, without feeling it through yourself? I don't know. I, I'm just talking out of my ass here. Oh, I know. But and I'm proudly admitted. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I'm like, hold up, though. But not to get too lost on that. But like, so even with the whole drown man thing, like, because that's what we're doing. So like, if if a guy, you know, is drowning because he broke his pencil, am I feeling him? Like, am I feeling his immense amount of pain, even though I don't intellectually agree that he should feel that amount of pain over a pencil or am I only going to feel it if and when it hits my pain threshold like am I only going to feel sorry for you when the circumstances you're going through validate you feeling this bad over you know what I mean like is it like broken pencil suck it up buttercup oh you 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 scuffed your new shoes oh I feel you there but um, your car broke down. Hey, man, it happened. Suck it up, buttercup. Oh, your dog of 20 years just died. Damn, dude, I feel you. You know what I mean? Like, or, yeah. So, okay, I get what you're saying. So, so if I were to, like, see somebody cry over a broken pencil right now, I mean, I was just joking. I wouldn't really care about a pencil. But if I had to try to empathize with this person, I would try to imagine what would get what, what has gotten them there. And I would try to think about like, okay, so what would take me there? And it's like, well, maybe if just today was just like a shitty day and everything just kept breaking and falling apart, something major must have happened to me earlier in the day. And then it just feels like every little thing is just fucking breaking and I break everything I touch or I made a huge mistake you know made somebody leave me so now it's like I break everything in touch kind of thing so yeah I guess I would do that so you're trying to find a deeper meaning to this broken pencil breakdown right that's what I would that's how I would emphasize yeah I'd be like bro what are you doing with that pencil that made it so important to you because I know I know when somebody is, um, I've learned this about myself, you know, when I'm like making a little thing, a big thing out of a little thing, um, that's making mountains out of molehills. That's because there's more going on beneath. Oh, for sure. I can even see, but no, definitely. With others, it's the same thing, you know, when people, and, and I hate, I hate it. Well, I don't hate anything, but it drives me insane when people are like, oh, wow, this person's just crazy. I don't know what their problem is. They're like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, you don't know what their problem is. 
So shut the fuck up because you really don't know. And right. nobody is truly crazy unless they're, you know, diagnosed with like schizophrenia or whatever. Like you, there's something going on and we need to be open-minded to that. You know? No, for sure. Yeah. Cause even like Zaya, she, you know, she will have, she could have breakdowns over someone stealing a pencil. You know what I mean? Over someone stealing something that's hers because, and there's a whole lot going on there. And, you know, there's a lot that leads to her need for her possessions to be in control, you know, not to get all into her stuff, but like she will flip over like little possessions. And I, I can, I would understand like my bed, my favorite, you know, whatever my makeup kit but it it could be like the smallest like who took my piece of gum and i mean like you better watch out you know what i mean and that comes from you know but but the level the things she feels in those moments are like astronomical you know what i mean you would have thought her dog just died you know you would have thought something really big happened so that's what gets me thinking like you know it really doesn't matter and we all do have different stories but like to go back a little bit i i feel like the best form of empathy is kind of like what you said earlier like talking to people in meetings because like there is there's no ego there like when you tell me your dog died there's ego there for me because i'm thinking what if my dog died you know what i mean so anything that that takes me from the the experience into myself, I feel like is some percentage ego, right? But like, when I talk to someone in a meeting, and they come in and tell me they relapse, I'm thinking about them, or they come in and they tell me they push through a relapse, like, oh, they they almost called the dope man and actually had it delivered, but decided not to use. I'm super happy for them. I don't sit there and think, what if I did that? How would I feel about myself if I did that and then get proud of myself? I'm like hella proud for them. When they come in like beaten up, I'm glad they're in a meeting. I'm sorry that they relapsed, you know, all these things. And I don't stop and think, man, I'd be real sorry for myself if I relapsed. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where my sorry comes from. Like that would, I feel them. Like, I'm so glad you are at a meeting for you. I'm so glad you decided to not pick up for you. 